You're listening to The Beecast with Sarah Godey, Monica Steely, and Amber Miller. We love connecting with you and have something new we've started called Be Free Friday. Every Friday, we post a quick three-minute video with an encouragement and challenge for the week. Make sure to visit our Facebook page or website to watch. We've also created a Periscope account where we post videos periodically. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Periscope at Be Still Be Free to connect with us live as we scope. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to Be Still Be Free. My name is Amber Miller and I'm joined today by Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Welcome ladies. Hi. Mm-hmm. Um, this is week two in our series. What is <laughs> Yeah, Monica's. <laughs> I was like, that was weird. Should we like, just move on? Why say that? That's yeah, random. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I continue. am, Monica. You're right. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here. It is a pleasure for you Welcome to be with me. us. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So oh, we're in week two mm-hmm. of our series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're going to do the whole rest of the show now. Um, <laughs> be who you are. And last week we focused on the who. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we're focusing on be what you are, yeah. which is going to be really exciting. Last week was awesome. I Thank love that. You. Yeah. Thank really, you. really good. You know, it's funny. Like when you are the one sitting here and talking, you kind of feel like, man, is this doing anything for anybody? <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know that feeling at it all. It feels really <laughs> like flat. Not. And at one point I'm like, mm, I just don't, I'm not know if I'm feeling this, you know, but I <laughs> no, told somebody good. one time that in, and again, we've talked about this about, and I think it's just part of the spirit, right? Because it's not of us. And, and we can think, man, this was just not good. And then some, we'll get a wonderful comment from somebody, and you're just like, That is really Jesus. true. Yeah. That is really true. That's when you know it's Jesus. Especially it's, when it's an episode we did like a while ago, yes. and you're like, oh, really? That mattered? Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, you just kind of like don't or, you know, like remember. I think everyone knows we kind of like group record, like yeah. a block at a time. Yeah. Wait, so what? It goes so fast <laughs> to what? us. <laughs> We're not the really here out. every week. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we do so many in, like, it, all at one time. And then we kind of forget. And we'll go yes. out till lunch later and be like, what, what did, did we, we talk say? about? We talk did we about? say anything mm-hmm. worthwhile at all? And so yeah. that's just God filtering. We didn't talk and- about labor on the podcast, right? Like, that was a different <laughs> conversation. Before. Please tell me did that was a different conversation. Yeah. Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Sarah, tell us about Be What You Are. Okay, so uh, like she said, we talked about who last week, and your who is not your do. I think that's just a, everybody needs to memorize that. Your who mm-hmm. is not your For do. Sure. I did a women's ministry event, and I made everybody say it out loud. That's it's awesome. like your who is not your do. Um, but at some point, we we are doers, and we have roles that we play, and we mm-hmm. have jobs, and that was part of the creation mm-hmm. of us, you know, not so we could just sit around in the sun and... Although that is a really great thing to do. But, you know, we had roles that we had to play and God had a job for us to do. And so... And um, this is the whole, like, synthesis of everything Be Still Be Free is. Be first. That's right. And And then do. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Be your who and then go do. That's exactly... Well, and it talks about be still Mm -hmm. and know that I am God. Not go and do... And and in your doing, you will know that I am God. It right. is it is be, fall on your knees, get weak in the knees, lay down yourself in front of me. Let me fill you up. Let you know feel my presence. Then you'll really know who I am, and then you'll be able to go do the things I need you to do in fullness and completion, and in my glory. And um, we just we get so busy. We live in a busy, busy world, and I think that makes it even harder sometimes to remember that. So don't put the cart before the ho- the horse. You got to you know keep the horse in front. So in any way, in any event, um, we're talk a little bit about our actions today. So when you think about 
what you are, what would be some things that you would say about yourself? What I am? am? Yeah. What are you? Pregnant. Pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So pregnant. (laughs) I don't know. What else? Well, I mean, if we're talking. How would you describe yourself as if somebody came up and just said, what are you? Brunette. Brunette. I would probably like, honestly, probably start with like, well, I'm a wife and a mom Mm -hmm. and I sometimes write and sometimes like it would be the the description of your Mm -hmm. dues, right? Mm -hmm. It's so hard not to do that. It's so hard not to do that because that is at some point that is our identity. It's part of our resume. It's part of our story. And you can't take that away as much as we talk about, you know, your who's not your do whatever, but that is where we spend a lot of our time. So it, a lot of our identity is wrapped up in those things that yeah. we do. Well, and if you think, and it, like, I'm sorry, I will stop interrupting you in a second. Oh, you're you good. Finish. Interrupt, girl. I, I think about, like, you know, when you meet someone who's in college or when you get your first job or when you go to networking things or when you meet people, your first question is always, what, what are you, you studying? Yeah. What do you do? Like, that's yeah. kind of like, it's in this ingrained concept yeah. in everything. What's your resume? Where do you work? Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. So true. Yeah. We That's don't true. say, what kind of person are you? Yeah. Right? You know, we talked about this one time. Like, I don't remember what it was, but we had a recording. And I was like, you know, nobody walks up to you and says, hey, where'd you get your kindness? You know, right. I think that looks really good on you. We did talk about what that. What shade yeah. of kindness do you have? Your compassion <laughs> is off the yeah, charts. I love My your goodness. passion. Where can I get You're some of that? You're such a forgiving person. <laughs> you know, how'd you find that? You know, we don't talk about that. Pick right. some of that up on my way home. That's what we should be talking about. So true. Because we think that we're jealous and compare ourselves to what people's do are. They're a better mom. They're a better this. Mm -hmm. They're a better that. But really, it's the heart that we need to be looking at. And so while I'm doing the the Proverbs thing with my family, I'm actually doing a study at the same time just to learn a little bit more about Proverbs and to be able to send out some um, fun little fun facts to the kids and ask questions and get their minds thinking um, about how things go together in Proverbs. And so uh, it is uh, called the Theology of Work Project. And this Theology of Work Project is basically helping people take – something like the study of Proverbs into the workplace. And it's really meant to be a a study to do with people in the workplace. Mm -hmm. But it's really all about how um, no matter where we are, no matter what our job is, whether we're miserable there or not, our calling is the same. And um, let me explain a little bit here. They, um, They go through and talk about Proverbs 31. And she's kind of the... The reference point right. for this this study, and you know when we think about the Proverbs thirty one woman, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? Like, what do you think about when you think about the Proverbs? She 31? does yeah. so much. Yeah, so like great. I could never be her. Like yeah. she was Pinterest before Pinterest ever existed. You know? I just yeah. went to a, a birthday party for a two year old, and the theme was superheroes, mm-hmm. and everyone had to dress up as a different superhero. And this, I didn't, but you, some woman came as the Proverbs thirty one woman. <laughs> I was like, that is good. That's the it's top a superhero. That's yeah, the crop. that mm-hmm. is really funny. Well, so here. So I'm going to take a little different take on Proverbs 31 because of this Theology of Work project. Um, the original Hebrew word used to identify her is C-H-A-Y-I-L, meaning strength, as in the strength of a warrior. And, you know, we've heard her called as the virtuous woman, the, this woman, the, whatever. They refer to her as the valiant woman because her the valiance captures both her strength and her virtue, 
Um, and so throughout the study, they call her the valiant woman. And I love that mm. because that really kind of goes toward being a warrior. And women, we really are warriors. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert and extrovert, if you're, um, you know, more behind the scenes and front of the scenes, we are warriors. We advocate for people all day long. We advocate for ourselves. We're the world changers. I mean, we really are warriors and we have a lot that we have to go up against and fight. Um, so in all of our roles we play and all of our dues, we're warriors but we're called to be virtuous warriors, mm. yeah. not just women liber, hear, I am mm. woman, hear me roar kind of women. And also not this subservient striver who wants to have the perfect house with the perfect lunch and the, the perfect job with the perfect desk. You, no, it's about the heart of who we are. Yeah. Um, many people think of Proverbs 31 as the homemaker. Right? I mean, right. that's what we think of mm-hmm. because it talks about her children, talks about her husband, the subservient woman, which we talked about before, which really there's no such thing as a subservient woman. Culture has created a subservient woman. Christ did not, God did not. Right. Um, and I, that is a truth, and we need to all own that, that we are truly not subservient. Um, and Rachel Held Evans has this blog, and she wrote this, and I loved it. Too often we focus on the Proverbs 31 woman's roles as a way of reducing womanhood to marriage, motherhood, domesticity, so I guess that means her domesticatedness, when really this passage is about the character that transcends both gender and circumstance. Mm. It's her character. She goes on to say three things that we probably don't know. She's like, things you didn't probably know about Proverbs 31. It's a poem that essentially shows us that wisdom, what wisdom in action looks like. So it's really not about all the jobs she's doing. It's about the wisdom that she has in doing the jobs. Because I would even think that maybe when the she is really wisdom. Because right, it is in all the other In all the chapters. other passages yeah. of Proverbs, wisdom has the feminine mm-hmm. she. And it talks as if she is a woman, but really it's talking about wisdom as a whole. Mm. So if you take the fact that this isn't even really a woman... This is wisdom. Mm. We're talking about what wisdom looks like in the streets, what wisdom looks like to children, what wisdom looks like to a husband, what wisdom looks like to the people at the gate, yeah. and the, the impact that wisdom can have on our husbands and people will know them. That's pretty that – you can see it in a whole different world For now because sure. you're like, well, I'm not, a, I'm not a wife. Well, I'm not a mom. Well, I'm not a this. Okay, take all that out of it. It's not about all mm-hmm. of that. It's about the character, the virtue. It's about the wisdom. Number two, she says, the target audience is actually men. It is more like an ode to women than a command to women. Because really, it is, it is talking about she this and she that, as if the, the writer is talking to a group of men about wisdom and what she looks like and, and how wonderful she is and how magnificent, how magnificent she is. Now, I don't think it's an accident at all that she is a woman here and, and that men... Um, need to have an appreciation right. for women again that we're not subservient and I don't think it's um, I don't think it's by accident that we're written up here as not being subservient but being valiant oh, I mean yeah, that's pretty huge what vital. A great mm-hmm. you know and again this is a great thing for me to teach my son um, you know that that women are not subservient they're they're warriors they're valiant warriors um, and then thirdly it celebrates valor and she used the same word Two different studies. Theology of, of work uses the word valiant. She uses the word valor. And I'll have a link for her blog up here so you can read it because it's pretty good. It celebrates valor. Valor isn't about what you do. It's how you do it. Oh, how about mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. 
If you're a CEO, a pastor, a barista at Starbucks, if you're rich or poor, single or married, do it with valor. That's what makes you a Proverbs 31 woman, not creating a life worthy of a Pinterest board. Right. How about that, sisters? That's so good. That's something I try to um, teach Jana, and she's to that age now at 11 where, like, everything now is a leadership lesson of some sort with right. me and her. And she's like, oh, my God. You know, she starts to roll her eyes. But, <laughs> you know, like when she um, – auditioned for a play, the, her first play and um, I was like listen if you end up being just a villager person you be the best darn villager person that they ever saw and you show up on time yep. and you give it 100% and so like you know start you have to be faithful with those small things That's your exactly. character in those small things and then like we were at the grocery store the other day and there were no carts because it's the mountains around 4th of July. No carts in the section at all. And a lady walks in and looks for one and the worker said yet yeah, we haven't had a chance to go bring them all in yet. And because they were all out in the parking lot. And so Jana and I walked to the car and I was like, Jana, what was wrong with what he just said? And she's like, I don't know. And I said, he noticed the problem was that no carts were inside the store, and he did not stop everything to go get carts and bring them into the to store. And that's it. what will make you stand out that's as right. an employee, as a student, as a whatever. Solve the problem as soon as you see it. Don't wait for somebody else to do it just because it's, quote, not in your job. Yep. Like, that's what makes – and so, like, I'm always trying to – Love that. Like, you know, use those situations to teach that, that integrity and it's that character integrity. on the yeah. inside. Yeah. And, you know, listen, we are in a culture today more than ever that doesn't teach this. I mean, so on the ball true. field, man, I see this so much. Ugh. Like, you're not playing enough, quit the team. You don't feel like going to practice or, you know, or there's the, the whole other thing that – you're a baseball player, so you don't you don't have to, or a football player, whatever. Like you can have a bad attitude at home, or you don't you don't have to have integrity at home, but you can still go play in your baseball game. And you know, I told Rylan the other day, I'm like, listen, dude, you're not doing your best right now. Are you doing good? Yeah, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your good looks like it should be enough. But I know you, and I know that you're capable of more, and you're selling out. Your dad and I pay a lot of money and a lot of time for you to do this. And if you're not being respectful of it and you're not going to make the most of it, then you're not going to play on a ones team next year or you're just not going to play. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a decision you have to make. Like, we don't make you play. You choose to play. But if you're going to choose to play and you're going to choose to invest our money and our time, mm-hmm. you're going to live up to the testimony of what you're able to do. Yeah. And that's just a choice you have to make. There are not a lot of parents that are having those conversations. No, you know, it's usually, well, the coach's fault. Right. Or it's the teacher's fault. Or it's the whatever fault. And I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, I don't care who's pissing you off. You're responsible for you. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for your attitude. You're responsible for your effort. You're responsible for your response. You're responsible for everybody. The devil doesn't make you do it. He might tempt you, but at the end of the day, you are responsible for that. But there comes accountability for right, to for have sure. character. If you're going to be a person of character and integrity, you have to be willing to have some accountability. And if you don't want to have accountability, it will always be everyone else's fault. And you're really not going to be a virtuous, valuant woman. Right. I'm just saying it. Right. I'm going to yeah. put it all out there. It's true. This <laughs> <laughs> is um, something I'm a little passionate about. Can you tell? Passionate you. I haven't yeah. used that word in a long time. Um, okay, so she says here, be careful of focusing on marriage, motherhood, domesticity, you know, your entrepreneurship, whatever you're doing. She says, be careful when it's not our roles that define us, but the integrity and bravery we bring to those roles. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's not the roles that define us. You know, why do people say you were a great CEO? It's not because you're a great CEO. It's because you're a good leader, right. because you're kind, because you listen. Mm-hmm. Why do people say you're a great mom? It's not because you're just a great mom. What is, what are, it's not because you're putting yeah. the breakfast what on the plate. What defines that? Yeah. Yeah. Every day. What mm-hmm. defines that? The def- definition 
of who you are in that role is what is going to is defined really define by your character you. is defined by your character. So, um, I wanted to go through the description of the valiant woman here and, um, I've got the different verses written next to it and, and we'll have this on the blog too, but you know, when we think about it, we assume that she was a mom cause she had children. We assume that she was a wife cause she had a husband. We assume that she was, um, very nocturnal because she stayed up late and that she was an early riser. I already failed because I can't do yeah. that. Um, How you did know, she hack her sleep? She was good with her hands. She sold her goods. She worked in her field. She sewed her clothes. She, you she know, had a day job. She had a day job, right? So that's the things that you think about, and that's when you're like, I can't be that woman. Yeah. Okay, right. here's the woman you can be. Diligence in 3113. You can have ability. You can be trustworthy. You can have value, strength. Dignity, discernment, preparedness, helping others, kind to others, engaging in conversation, good to your husband. And if you don't have a husband, good to whoever that other person is in your life that you're spending so much time with in relationship. Her work was not all-consuming, and she was God-fearing. Right. Those we can attain. Yes. Yeah. That's the who. That's the who, right? Yeah. That's right. And that's and how, the who in action. And how it parlays into the what. It's not that's that right. you have to put yourself in her situation. It's that you have to uh, act with that character in your own situation. Yeah. So think of us as women, right? Um, if people described you this way, then it wouldn't matter what your roles were. People would be like, she is an amazing mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. You know, which makes her great at Mm -hmm. this. You know, she's so creative. That's why she's great at this. She's so kind. That's what makes her great at this. And they'll begin to identify you for who you really are. But you have to identify you for who you really are before other people can. Right. So if you're striving to just be all these roles and the character and the depth of integrity are not there, you're not going to be complete. You're not going to be filled. And we talked about at the beginning of starting Be Still Be Free how people don't talk about the ways we need to be. They talk about all the things you need to do, Mm. but they don't talk about all the things you need to be and that you need to be kind and be forgiving and be long-suffering and be committed. And those are all of our our Mm -hmm. podcasts from the the beginning. It's it's the being part in action, though, because you're – you're being honest, you're being loving, you're being kind, you're being forgiving, you're being merciful, you're being honoring, you're being respectful. And if you can wrap that all up into your world, you're going to be your own version of Proverbs 31. Right. I think it's approaching each situation and each day with intentionality Mm -hmm. and having these, uh, these values and these characteristics in the forefront of your mind Mm -hmm. to say, like with Rye, like, you know, in this situation, how am I going to act in response or, you know, like yes. having that be so present in your mind. Yes. I totally agree with that. And it, again, it comes down to a mindset. We have to yeah. change the old way of thinking and replace it with a new way of thinking. Um, and we're countercultural to do that. We're countercultural in the church to do that. Mm-hmm. The church is not even doing this. You know, mm. the, the church is still even, I think, shifting in the direction of the more of the doing. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? But we're yeah. not developing integrity and character inside the believers. And so we're going out trying to change the world when we have the, incar- the character and integrity of a mouse. Mm. That's why we can't change the world. Mm-hmm. She changed the world. People knew her because of her character and her integrity. And that spilled over into all of the roles that she played. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I thought we would talk about a few examples in the Bible of women. All right. Uh, let's talk about Hannah. What do you think about when you think of the story of Hannah? 
I, she was diligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Prayerful. Yeah. She was the one that was barren. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she prayed and pleaded that the Lord would give her a son. And what did she promise in return? She would sure dedicate, dedicate him, him to back. the Lord. That's exactly right. And I thought what's amazing about that is she was obedient. How many times do we pray for God? God, yeah. if you'll do this for me, yes. I will do this. Yeah. And yeah. he gives it to us, and we totally don't yeah. do it. I promise I'll start going to church every Sunday yes. if you blah, blah, yes. blah. I promise I'll start reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. I promise I'll stop this. I promise I'll, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, she gave her kid back. Like, he didn't live with her. Right. He lived yeah, with, right. the, with the, the priest. Right. Right? Like, but, and, she literally. And God knew her and knew her character mm-hmm. and knew her heart and knew that she would follow through on that, mm-hmm. which is, I think, part yeah. of the reason that he honored that prayer and gave her a son because right. he knew she was going to stay committed. true to her word. Yeah. That's right. She was committed. Addie and I were talking about this the other day about how your word is your bond. And we talked about that and committed that your yes needs to be yes. Mm-hmm. Your no needs to be no. You sh- if you have to find yourself constantly saying a promise or I, I won't do this or you're trying to convince the other person of something, then you've done something to break the bond of your word. Yeah, right. And so she was just like, I will. And she did. Yeah. And I think that that's pretty amazing. Um, Mary, mother of Jesus, what do you think of when you think of her? Like, just in the story-wise, you don't have to think about, like, what her integrity looked like, but what do you just think of when you think of Mary? I think that she was a baby. Yeah, I always young. think of her as this little, tiny, mm-hmm. fresh-faced, like, 13, 14-year-old. And, I mean, how crazy and just is in that? Awe of... That would be like Addie and Jaina. <gasps> yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, you know, you think of her as she must have been pretty special. Mm-hmm. Right, because yeah. the Lord found great favor in her. Um, but when you think about her, man, what a picture of servanthood, selflessness, mm-hmm. diligence, mm-hmm. true love. Because mm-hmm. it was the kind of love that wasn't about herself. Very it was sacrificial about love. Yeah. Very sacrificial. Um, follow through. Mm-hmm. Didn't take her eyes off of the calling. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. You think of her. She, her her identification is the mother of Jesus. Yeah. But why was she the mother of Jesus? It was because of the integrity right. and the character. The character mm-hmm. that he could yeah. trust her with that. Like, she was very teachable. Yes. Like, she had a very soft, malleable mm-hmm. heart that mm-hmm. would, you know, almost like she was a child, really, but she had childlike faith. Right. Like, an angel came and he said right. it, and she's like, okay, okay. well, let's, ro- let's roll with it. And, and talk about a warrior, mm-hmm. right? A quiet warrior. Mm-hmm. Like, she was a she was a bigger warrior for the movement of Christ than anybody else. I mean, that wasn't easy for her. Right. Right? She was in a battle through the entire pregnancy, I'm sure, and then her entire life. And I don't know if y'all ever saw um, the passion yeah. in, you know, that depicts what her journey was like at the same time. And I remember one part where she's watching him go in the streets and he's being beaten. And, and I'm just sitting there, man, I never thought about the, seeing that through the eyes of Mary. Because you don't think about Mary in that moment. Yeah. You just think about what Jesus was going through. But a mother watching her son do that. Yeah, but she didn't beg them to stop. She didn't, you know, I'm sure she wanted to. Anyway, I just doing think now. that's pretty, yeah, lots of character. Ruth, um, you know, Ruth was a woman that lost her husband and lived with her mother-in-law, didn't go back to her hometown. She, she had to work the fields. They didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you think about her character and her integrity, because you think about, oh, well, she married Boaz, and she lived happily ever after. But there was a lot of character that got her to yeah. that point. Oh, yeah. She was loyal. Very loyal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't quit. Mm-hmm. 
She wasn't afraid to go and gather the grains. Mm -hmm. She slept at the feet of Boaz. I mean, talk about gutsy, right? Right. You know, it's interesting, too, like um, her mother-in-law changed her name because of all that she had lost Mm -hmm. and how embittered that she was about it. But Ruth never changed her name. No. Oh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. And I just thought about this. Like like Right as you were saying that, like, Ruth did not change her name and allow her circumstances to dictate who she was. Who she was. Right. I love that. She's very optimistic. Didn't allow her circumstances to dictate who she was. But we we change our names. We do. A lot of times based on what's happened. I thought about Esther. Mm -hmm. You know, her title was Queen. Yeah. Right? And that's what we think of. Queen Esther saved the Jews. Yeah. But when you think about her story, she didn't want to marry the king. Right? Yeah. She was in the whole group of women who had to go and be prepared and be taken in front. They, she didn't, you know, she didn't love him. There was no, there were no dates. It's not true love. <laughs> it was yeah. not true love. Right. Um, so talk about selfless and committed to her people. She was wise. She knew when to approach. Mm-hmm. She knew to pray about her approach before it ever happened. Mm-hmm. She knew to fast about her approach before it ever happened. She knew how to speak plainly, but boldly. Yeah. You know, she was very bold in yeah. her presence. So it wasn't that she was just some great queen who saved the world. She had a lot of character that prepared her for the moment that would change the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just think that that's great because, you know, we get caught up in the comparison of I want to be this person, I want to be that person. What is it about that person that you like so much? You know, why do people like that person right. so much? It's not just because, I mean, for the most part, it's because there's something to them, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if there isn't something to them and you're loving somebody because they're just some pop star fad um, what rendition of what is culturally relevant you got to sit back and really think about where you're putting a lot of your stock in looking at somebody and, and wanting to emulate them or be them or compare yourself to them um, or whatever. And if we could all get back to having biblical wisdom and character and integrity, again, we could change the world. Absolutely. We'd just right. change our own lives. Right. And if everybody just changed only their own lives, that would just have a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I could get this down pat then I'm probably going to be able to teach it to my daughter. And then she's going to be able to teach it to her daughter. And then Ryland's probably hopefully going to marry somebody who has that. You know, like it just doesn't have to be globally. It just has to be in your own world. And, and Proverbs 31 woman doesn't talk about her platform. Mm-mm. It doesn't talk about the masses. It doesn't talk about, it doesn't say that the world called her, um, what her, her children call her blessed. It just said her children did. You know, like that speaks volumes to me. Yeah. Because, you know, you talk, we were talking last night about how I've always had a dream that I was just going to do something, you know, and, and have impact. And, and then we were talking about, like, it's family. And I know that. I know it up here. But I have a hard time keeping it in here and being okay with that. But if you think about the Proverbs 31 woman, that's who called her blessed. Yeah. And she didn't need anybody else. She didn't go after the masses and the platform and the shiny lights and everything else. She knew what her what she was called to. That's really good. Absolutely. Um, I just put a little thing here and said, you know, many of us as women are not happy with what we are. I would argue it's probably not um, the what, it's the where. I think we confuse sometimes what we are and where we are. We think the where we are is our identity. 
Um, we can't always control where we are in life and often confuse where we are with what we are. We allow our geography to affect our character. And in fact, we're going to talk about the where coming up here in a few weeks. But we have to learn to separate the where and the what from each other. Then the position will not affect our testimony as much. Mm -hmm. Because we think we're all wrapped up in the geography. But it's not really about the geography. It's really about the integrity. Mm -hmm. It's about the what we are part. It's about the am I the testimony of Christ no matter where my geography is. Mm -hmm. And I thought about Daniel in the lion's den or Paul in prison or Esther again going before the king and and not even really wanting to be where she was. Um, These were people who their geography was not what anybody would want. Nobody would want to be in the lion's den. No one would want to be in prison. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Um, You know, Mary, pregnant, not married. Esther, you think about all these people, their geography was not attractive. Right. And yet they are our examples given to us of valiant people in the Bible. And they had character, they had the integrity, they had the commitment to Christ. And I think there's just a great lesson for us in that. Absolutely. Like, I'm totally preaching to myself right now. (laughs) Um, Okay, practical applications. The first one is I say, hey, read Proverbs 31 on your own. And make a list of the qualities you see displayed by a valiant woman. Don't always just take what somebody else sees. Learn to think for yourself. Learn to get into the word. Learn to be able to decipher. Get in there and see what kind of qualities you come up with. And then compare it to some lists. Do some some, um, research on your own and, and see what you find out about Proverbs 31. Secondly, make a list of your own personal qualities, not your job titles, but your your actual heart qualities. And um, do this alone or enlist the help of someone to keep you a little um, uh, accountable, but also to help you see yourself clearly. And then compare those two lists. How far is the gap between those two lists? Can you not even really talk about your your virtue? Can you not talk about your character integrity the way you can talk about Proverbs 31 woman? If there's a gap there, figure out how you can begin to bridge that gap so that you emulate the Proverbs 31 woman, not in a Pinterest perfect kind of way, mm-hmm. but in an integrity and virtuous kind of way. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to weave purple linen, though, could I? Yes, you okay. can. You absolutely <laughs> can weave in purple. So that's really what I have. You know, I think it's important that we commit this to prayer. I feel like, and we've talked about this before too, I feel like God's really bringing something back around in me about just being a prayer warrior. And Pastor Mike said something a couple of weeks ago. He said, one man on his knees is far more effective than 10 men men in a pulpit. Mm. And so, you know, it's the same thing here. Like, we just have to be on our knees We've got to be praying. Pray for Christ to, to yeah. give you the conviction to want to be a woman full of character, a woman full of virtue, a woman that's willing to be a warrior for where you are mm-hmm. and for who God has created you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, I read a post by um, Mama Stary, you know, Glennon uh-huh. Melton. Um, she had this post where she was talking to her kids about what they want to be when they grow up and how she is working with them diligently on not identifying it as a role. So um, it was a beautiful post, and I'll try to find it so that we can link to it. But I loved 
the concept of it. So I've started doing that with the kids. And I asked Paxton, you know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he's like, well, a police officer. And I said, okay, but what do police officers do? They have courage. They help others. And, you know, That's so great. those are the qualities that a police officer has. And I said, you know, so guess what? You can be those things now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait till you're grown up. That's you can right. have courage and be brave now and help others oh, now. That's and, awesome. Uh, it was just, it was an, I would have never, ever thought to yeah. wrap it up that way. But yeah. that's a perfect, like, what who you be is different than what you do. That's right. And so let's be the things. That's right. That, and then the job will come that. later. But I love oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a neat. That's, that's excellent. Because you do here. think about what your gifts and your talents are and what your interests are to help evolve you into the jobs that you choose mm-hmm. and the roles that you play. But those aren't what make you great at being those things. Yeah. You know, right. they help you be successful at those things, but the heart of who you are, and you can be the heart of that anywhere. At any age, at in any, any place, without mm-hmm. the occupation or the vocation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And that's truly being the light. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for that, Sarah. Yeah. That's so good. Would you mind praying us out Sure, today? sure. Father God, Lord, just thank you so mm-hmm. much for another week of just getting together with the girls and chewing over truth and preaching to myself um, and just trying to learn and grow, Lord. And just thank you for your consistency and um, your patience. Uh, with all of us as we continue to try to learn some of the same things over and over again and just need to be hit over the head sometimes with the truth and the light bulb to go off. But you're so good at that, at at just loving us and being patient with us. Lord, thank you for the time that we have here. Thank you for all that helped put Be Still Be Free together and make it a possibility, Lord. Just pray that um, someone's life will be touched. Someone will know that they're loved and that they are valued and uh, they have what it takes, Lord, because you've given them all that they need. Bless us, Lord. Keep us safe and bring us back together again. In your name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Cast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com.